Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database, speed maps, black books so you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today. And now with thanks to Dynamic Form, we'll have a look at the ratings review and preview presented each week with thanks to Dynamic Form. Dynamicform.com.au, serious punting, serious form. You can try Dynamic Form for a seven-day free trial. Jump onto the website and see what it's all about each week on the show. We analyse a couple of the races from the metrics over them, what sort of figures they're running, try and give you the intel to find a few winners. Joining us now from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn, how are you? Hey, James, how are you going? Very well. It's a good week to be a Queenslander. Yeah, I thought you'd be up and about today. <laughs> just, just pumped out. All rearing to go. So. Of course. No, too good. Too good. Yeah. Jeez, I wouldn't mind seeing the old dynamic form ratings form over a few of those players there last night. Yeah, I don't think the, uh, the New South Horsemen rated too highly, but there are a couple of Queenslanders <laughs> that ran some new peaks. <laughs> oh, yeah, through the brick wall sort of peaks, I reckon, for some of them. So, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no... Ah, oh, State of Origin, it's a good time of year. I mean, the Winter Carnival's on here as well, so there's plenty that is happening. Now, let's have a look back at last week, some great racing again. Uh, what what do the figures show us? Who should we be jotting down in the little black book? Yeah, it was a great card last Saturday with some very competitive racing and, and no more competitive than in the size. That was a bit of a rough-and-tumble race over the last 200 metres, but we had um, Sofrata win that race, and... It was a really good win. It missed the start, was slowly away, and then had to muster, use a bit of petrol to settle midfield on the fence. Um, got a split, say, 250 from home and, and really attacked the line there and sprinted quickly to hit the front. And, um, yeah, it fended off a few challenges late and then and then was able to hold the race in the stewards' room. So, um, yeah, you could you could make a case to say make a call. Um, I thought Samaya probably should have won the race, but then I thought it was hard to uphold that process given given it some sticks and, you know, a length and a half off, off the winner. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a 50-50 one, but he's done a good job, job that horse, that's the Frado, and he, he's only going to be better when he steps out to the mile of the um, JJ Atkins. He's run a 50 and a half there, which is a, a new peak for him, mm. but one of the lowest um, ratings we've had in this um, size project for the last 10 years. So the race is actually rated well down on, on previous years. We actually had a 1,400-metre two-year-old handicap at Ramwick on Saturday that rated a length and a half better than the size. So I think the winner of that race, um, Townhouse, is going to go to the Jay Jackins and is on the second line of betting now. So it'll be interesting to see how he measures up if he he heads up there. But, yeah, well, that was interesting. About a length and a half better um, out of just two-year-old handicap down here than the size. I'm talking yeah, so, so I suppose it's an interesting, it's a really interesting point, isn't it? So, I mean, people will be preparing and thinking, what do you want to be on in the JJ? I mean, that's, that's considerable information to consider when you look at, as you said, there's a few others that will be here that won't have travelled through that spirit of boom into the size, into the JJ. Even we saw midweek here, the daughter of Miss Finland, who they're also talking about potentially going to the JJ. So... It might not knocking obviously any of those runners in the in in that race, and but you sort of I guess the form or the the stats are sort of showing is that you really should open your eyes to some of the other form that's probably outside the the standard path towards the JJ. 
Yeah, well, it does. I mean, there's gonna, the majority of this field are going to be lining up in the JJ, and that's not to say something can't come out of this size and win because there are some nice runs. But um, yeah, I just think maybe I, I would, would not be surprised if something from left field won the won the JJ this year, like um, like that um, Townhouser or Miracles of Love was the horse that was impressive midweek, and even mm. um, there's a horse called Influential that's in the first on Saturday um, at um, Eagle Farm from Chris Waller's yard that, that looks quite smart as well. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be um, one-eyed thinking that the winner's definitely going to come through that, that side, especially how it's um gets rated a little bit down this year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all works out. I thought Snapback was, was nearly the run of the race. I'm probably talking a little bit through my pocket, but he, um, he worked like a steam train out three wide, no cover, just off the speed, and then hit the front halfway down the straight and, and went challenged by Safrata, really went with him and, and was only um, only edged out narrowly. Um, yeah, he, he was a great run in the race. If he draws a gate in the in the JJ, maybe he he could turn the tables possibly. Um, the favourite Christ, they all enjoyed the run of the race. Looked a looked a big chance of the three three hundred, but just just found those first two too strong. So no excuses for him. And um, yeah, I think obviously the the unlucky runner of the race was was make a call. So um, yeah, he he's one that could turn things around. Uh, in the JJ in a couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, it's, it's just these two-year-olds are a little bit, I don't know, a little bit all over the shop. Um, man, my confidence is knocked a bit with the figures that have come out of that size and I might be looking left field to come JJ action, but we'll, we'll see how we go there. Mm. Um, the Derby was was probably the win of the day by Kovalika. It looked a one-horse race on paper and, and that's exactly how it panned out. Uh, he's run a rating of 61, which is a little bit below the 62.5 he ran in the Doombin Cup the Saturday prior, um, but still obviously a very, very good figure. Uh, the race is rated really well. It's, it's one of the strongest derbies we've had in, in recent times. It's only um, Ruthen's, uh, Ruthen's uh, 2017 derby and Mr. Quickie in 2019 running higher figures. So I think you can follow, um, yeah, the, the, the we'll definitely follow the winner out of this derby for sure. I think it's all those figures and, and facts suggest that he can train on in the spring and and make his presence felt in some of the bigger uh, races. Yeah, not a heap to report from the beaten brigade. The the runner-up fame was very good. He, he came from a, a maiden at Kyneton two starts ago and then won a benchmark 64 at Mowie, um, the start the last start. So he's done a very good job. He, he probably was a little unlucky as well. He just missed the start and had to get back and, and weave his way through. So he's um he's definitely a stayer that that's showing some promise so, and I know he was a huge um huge go in the betting I think he was fifties into about ten dollars so that's probably um working with something there for the spring. I don't know where he gets to maybe a, a country cup sort of horse or, or something like that, but definitely one to follow stroke of luck uh, he was solid again he he's a consistent horse, but just hasn't really got that killer punch to win one of these big races. Um, and Promises Kept was, was in the same boat. He was, he was very honest um, after taking the trail and, and tried hard, but they just yeah, they weren't in the same league as the winner. So, yeah, only sort of one horse I really want to follow, you know, into the big races in the spring, and that will be Kovalika. But, yeah, maybe Fane could, I don't know, be a, uh, a country horse, a country cup sort of horse um, come the spring and just below that top top two. It looks a pretty handy stayer, um, to be honest. And the Kingsford Smith was, um, yeah, well, this is another huge Huge win. Um, think about it. He, he travelled wide, but he had some cover, uh, quite a bit closer to the midfield, and and presented at the top of the straight and just put them away like a good horse. It was a phenomenal performance considering it's his first crack at weight for age and and just his ninth start. So 
He's trying a 64 and a half, which is a career best and one of the better better figures we've seen in this race for the last couple of years. He's, he's going to be awfully hard to beat in the Stradbroke with just 54 kilos on his back. Having said that, you could make a case to say the second horse converged with a touch unlucky and probably should have finished a little bit closer. He um yeah he was fantastic and he'll head to the Stradbroke as well. So they'll clash horns again uh, in a couple of weeks. I thought Rothfire was brave. Um, there was, yeah, there was always a danger that he was going to be doing that bulletin work up on the speed and, and be left a, a sitting shot late, but he held on really well um, over the 1,300 metres, so very brave from him. And, and King of Sparta and um, Shalo were, were good as well, but I think, you, yeah, you're, you're focusing on the top two again here and think about it and converge, and I'll be following them into the Stradbroke for sure. I, I can't see them running anything but, but very well in, in the Stradbroke in a couple of weeks. Mm. And now I've got one more. We forgot to mention this last week, but our dynamic form spruce <laughs> um, McKilly went around in the last at Toowoomba on Saturday. Um, it, it got the job done again, remains unbeaten. It didn't look that impressive to the eye, um, but she, she has held that, that 46.5 rating, and um, she ran a, a better time than Rejoice, who won the, the, the benchmark 70, 1200 metres early in the night. So and that rejoices won five five of eleven and you know they'd placed in um I think it ran second at Eagle Farm on a Saturday. So it's um it's still a relatively light race horse and, and looks a promising horse in itself. So yeah we'll continue to follow Matilly, I don't know if that's it for this campaign and, and I'll give her a break and, and see what she can offer maybe in the summer or, or the late spring. But um yeah definitely a, a horse that we want to keep an eye on because it's gonna be very interesting to see what level she gets to um yeah, coming out. She's only won what she's won a maiden at Toowoomba and then a benchmark 60, I think, at Gatton. And then on Saturday night, she won a, another benchmark 62 or something like that. So they're not, you know, they're not high-level races at the moment, but I think she's got something that, that can get her into um, a lot lot you know, better races than, than what she's doing at the moment. Okay, so that's a look at our review. So a few to follow there and some interesting statistics uh, around races moving forward and that's uh, that's the beauty of the dynamic form you can jump on and, and track all of the, the information etc we'll tell you how you can jump on and, and give it a go with a free trial at the end of the segment but let's have a look at our preview for this weekend that will concentrate again around the sunshine state right eagle farm of course it's the big oaks meeting the morton cup's another big feature there the last chance for horses to guarantee themselves a spot in a stradbroke and a number of other great support card races there as well let's hone in on a couple of those features I mentioned the Morton Cup and the Queensland Oaks. We'll look at those, but also the fifth tier. It's the Magic Millions National Classic. What do the stats tell us about this one? Yeah, we've got Foxy Frieda here, clearly on top. She's the favourite, um, and yeah, and we've sort of got her yeah, rated two to three lengths clearer of this field. She found a bit of trouble in the Group 3 at um, Morphville last start, but she picked herself up and, and really raced away that last 200 metres. It was really impressive win, so... She's got some great 1,600 metre figures and has won two of her um, previous three uh, fourth-up runs. So for us, I know 240 doesn't exactly look like a, it could represent any value, but it does to us. We've got her well into the red, and um, yeah, I'd be surprised if, if she didn't put this field away relatively um, yeah, comfortably. Thalassophile uh, looks the obvious danger. She ran well without luck in the coast at Gosford, um, two starts back, and then came from well back to finish fourth in the Lord Mayor's Cup a fortnight ago. She's obviously going extremely well. And I like Waller does it a lot. He goes 16, uh, 2,000 metres back to 1,600 metres and he does it a lot um, 
yeah, we use these horses in group ones, and, and it seems to work pretty well. So that's her sort of set up this week. So I think she can run very well, but uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if she can beat the favourite. Um, Santira is our third pick. She's she's in career best form, and, and yeah, I mean, she just doesn't run a bad race. So around the fifteen dollars, I'd be concluding her in all your um your trifectas and first fours for sure. But yeah, we're pretty um we're pretty happy to play the favourite here. I think she can be the banker for the week, and, and she should win this race pretty comfortably. Um, Foxy Frieda. It's race five. It's number two. Let's have a look at the seventh on the program. It is the Star Morton Cup. It's over twelve hundred metres. It is a uh, a Group Two, and as I mentioned before, for the, a couple of horses anyway. This is the the last chance opportunity to secure a run in the Stradbroke. You win and uh, you're through. Yeah, and it's, it's assembled a, a quality field of sprinters. Um, plenty of up and comers and, and some really talented sort of older horses. Happy to stick with uh, Prince of Boom here. He's got extremely strong form lines around him. He, he ran a figure. He's run a figure of sixty or above in each of his three runs this time in. And if he can hold that form, uh, I reckon he can return to the the winners' circle here. Um, two starts back, he led them up and fought on bravely in the victory. Stakes behind Rothfire and King of Sparta, who have obviously run well on Saturday in the um, Kingsford Smith, and then. He was beaten less than three lengths in the Doomben 10,000 uh, three weeks ago, won by a uh, gear kick. So, yeah, it's very strong form. And for a horse that makes his own luck up on the speed and has Tim Clark booked, who there wouldn't be a, a better ra- a raider of these these runners in front than Tim Clark. So plenty to like about him. And I'm you know, hoping he can just bounce straight to the front and they, and they won't see uh, where he goes in the straight. Quantico was a tragedy at Scone last start. I'm, I'm talking through my pocket again there, but he he was a dead set tragedy. He um he'll be back off the speed and powering late. If Prince of Boom is Boom is softened up or, or you know to be vulnerable late, I think it'll be Quantico that gets over the top of him to win. Um, if you're playing the exotics as well, I wouldn't be leaving out Clemenza. I know I keep going on about this horse, but he um. He, he ran really well in that sense of the target stakes and just he, he ducked back to the inside that was that was like quicksand on the day. Um, and the race was on by, I think, about it. So obviously the um, the form has held up very well. Um, barrier three here, Ryan Maloney. Oh, I think if you're, if you're having those exotics, um, you've definitely got to have him, you know, keep him very safe in, in all those bet types. But yeah, the main play for us here is Printer Boom, pretty bomb-proof, goes forward, hopefully leads and um, gives a good kick and, and can hold them off. That's a look at the Morton Cup. And what about the big one of the day, the Channel 7 Queensland Oaks? It's over 2,200 metres. It's a Group 1 for the three-year-old Phillies. Huge field assembled here. And uh, near Fireburn at the top of the page looking to win a golden slipper. And then the following year at Queensland Oaks, it's quite a feat. What yeah. do the stats tell us? Um, I, think, I'm not, I could be wrong, but I think Miss Finland was the last horse to do that. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, I think, I think she was, yeah, she won the VRC Oaks. VRC Oaks, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, but yeah, we're with her, Fireburn, we're, we're sticking with class, and, um, yeah, she's, she's clearly got the best figures out of anything in this race, and, and has a big class edge, so she looks extremely hard to beat at, um, under the set weight conditions. The little niggle with her is the wide gate. She's, she's gonna need a close to a 10 out of 10 from Jason Collett, um, because, yeah, if she goes right back, um, cops the medicine and goes right back, gee, it's going to take a big effort to to come right around them and win. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's capable of it. She's, I'm convinced she's the best, you know, horse in the race. But um, And she proved last week that she um, 
can win, you know, over a bit of ground, winning that uh, that Doom and Rose is very impressively. So, um, yeah, happy to happy to stick with her. Um, Renaissance Renaissance woman is is the obvious danger. She was she won the bracelet very impressively at the Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago. Came from a mile back and, and rattled down the outside to win that race, and then ran very well on the Roses uh, last start to beat Allbar uh, Fireburn. So. I'd be expecting her to fight out the finish again. And, and more importantly for her, she has drawn a perfect game to six. So she should just get a nice smother, you know, three or four pairs back and, and be right there to pounce at the top of the straight. Um, there's a couple here that I reckon can run a lot better than their odds suggest. And again, if you're having any, you know, trifectas or first fours or even quaddies, I'd, I'd just throw them in and, and just in case we, we get a bit of an upset result. So dazzling. Um, last start, it, it, it got back in the... Um, I think it was the rough habit. Yes, it was the rough habit, and it just had no no chance. It was a slowly run race, and, and the leader just dawdled and, and kicked away. So she had no chance of, of getting into the race from so far back. She ran second in the ATC Oaks prior. So if she repeats that ATC Oaks run, um, I'd, yeah, she's going to be right in the finish here, and, and I think she's around the $15 mark. So she represents good value for us. And there's a filly from the Chris Lee's yard called Yankee Hustle, who I think could possibly run into the minor money. She hasn't quite put it all together yet. Still does a couple of things wrong, but um, I know they've got the crossover noseband first time to try and settle her down on Saturday. So she's, she's definitely a nice filly and has run really well in the in the bracelet and the roses, um, yeah, without doing everything right and just having a couple of things go against so. She's a filly that, um, yeah, I definitely think at thirty-one dollars she can she can run a lot better than that price suggests. And if you're having a, a trifecta or something, um, I'd be throwing her in for sure. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen that Fireburn and you know Fireburn and Renaissance Woman fight it out. We don't have much between them at all. Um, but just going with the class of, of Fireburn wait to, to get the job done. But yeah, those those two others, so dazzling and Yankee Hustle. I just I'd be keeping them. Okay, so there we go. So a few different ways to play the Oaks. So that's a look at uh, at those two races, races five, seven, and eight. What is the best bet on the program? We got the money last week, and we get it this week with what? Yeah, I, I think Prince of Boom's the bet this week. Um, just sets up beautifully to, to land on speed and then um, and give a great kick for us. So obviously we we spoke about those form lines that he brings in and those ratings that he's run his last three starts. So he's just got to hold those ratings um, and hopefully get a nice run on the on speed, and hopefully he can get the money for us again. All right, so race seven, number two, Prince of Bloom is the best bet this weekend. Now, as I mentioned, our segment each week brought to you with thanks to uh, Dynamic Form. It is Australia's most in-depth form guide, of course, powered by Dynamic Odds, so uh, certainly the best combination in racing. As I mentioned before, there is the opportunity for people, if you want to jump on board, see what we're talking about, uh, learn a bit more about Dynamic Form, there is the opportunity to uh, to jump on there for a seven-day free trial. Yeah, yep, there's still the seven-day free trial we're running and running right throughout the Winter Carnival. So that gives you access to Dynamic Form and Dynamic Gods. You get both platforms to, to have a look at and, and to play around with. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of um, information there for you to sink your teeth into. So let's hope, um, yeah, it can help you find a couple of winners over the next few weeks with the big races in Brisbane. And so jump on board, dynamicform.com.au, presenting our review and preview each week. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us on the program. Have a great weekend, and hopefully we've provided the punters with a bit of intel to find a few winners, not only this weekend, but into the future. Yeah, no worries, James. Have a good weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.